right. Welcome back, faithful listeners. Uh, you are listening to Trash to Treasure with Jupiter Jane, and this is Dave. And this is Libby. And collectively, we are Jupiter, Jupiter Jane. Jane. <laughs> okay, so what's new? <laughs> yeah, what's new in your world? Yeah, I, um, you can't have a podcast, I think, on any topic now without talking about um, current affairs yep. and the COVID-19 virus. Um, we thought we would record this podcast early in our quarantine in right, case so, I kill him later in the quarantine. Yeah, we're so. on day, what is this, day uh, well, five? Yeah. Somewhere in there, kind of like day five of our quarantine. And um, and I've only cried twice today. So. She's only cried <laughs> twice today. So, yeah, that's a win. Yeah. So. Uh, seriously, though, I hope everybody out there is staying healthy. I hope you're doing yep. well. Yeah. Um, I hope that you're taking all the necessary precautions to stay well and keep everybody else healthy. Mm-hmm. We have definitely curtailed our normal routine, and yep. it's been really hard not going out and sourcing. Yes, it is. Ooh, ooh, it's just like an itch and you can't scratch it. Yeah, and yeah, it's tough. We actually found some online uh, estate sale and we've been bidding on stuff on that and yeah. working on our, well, we don't call it a death pile. We call it our- Yeah, we call it a pre-processing pile or as Libby calls it- The pee-pee pile. <laughs> ugh, which I hate. <laughs> Well, it's better than death pile. I do. I do really hate um, the term death pile. I, I don't like it at all. I or pre. Let's call it the pre-profit pile. The pre-profit pile. See, that's even better. That's PPP. Yeah, the PPP. All right, but uh, anyway, so we are doing our social social distancing. We um, are both working from home. Um, yeah, we consider ourselves very lucky that we have the absolutely. option to work from home. Yep. Um, and. Um, my tears today were from trying to work remotely. And my tears today were trying to be her tech support <laughs> while she was trying to work remotely. It was really bad, guys. Really bad. <laughs> I was not happy you know, at all. But we are uh, just um, in in state of Indiana. We are uh, on a, uh, whoo, what's it called? I forget. A stay-at-home order. Stay-at-home order. And, uh, unless you're essential, which we are not. We are so not essential. No, we're not essential. Um, so, yeah, we're just doing our part and just um, just want this thing to be over. We Here in the next couple of days, we're going to have to really address our canceling our Disney trip, which is supposed to be in less than 20 days. And, uh, yeah, I'm really sad about that. So, um that's just kind of where we are right now. Um, so I'm going to talk about what's going on in the midst of this crisis, uh, what's going on with eBay mm-hmm. and what eBay is doing to help sellers. So right now eBay is deferring seller fees uh, for 30 days. And I don't understand this. Yeah, a lot of people don't. A lot of people are confused by this, so that's why I wanted to talk about it. Um, basically all it means is that whatever you owe right now, they're going to push it off for 30 days. It doesn't mean you don't owe it. You just owe it in 30 days. You just owe it in 30 days. And you know, you're still accruing seller fees that whole time. So it's not like they go away. It just means that you're just going to have to pay, um, a lot more, you know, in 30 days, in 30 days. I'm not sure where that is really super helpful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if people are short on cash, 
now? right now. But I feel like if you're short on cash now, you're going to probably be short on cash well, 30 days from now, 30 too. 30 days from now, they'll probably have got some stimulus checks out, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's still up in the air as I of think right now. What they, eBay could have done to help more is to like turn off um, listing fees, you know, or final value. Well, fee we're, or... we're getting to that. They actually did do something along those lines, but you're skipping ahead. So I'm going to back up a little bit. This benefit um, only applies to sellers who have stores. So if you don't have a store, your the this deferment of fees doesn't apply. And I think they haven't actually made it official yet. I think that they send out uh, – they'll send out an email to all sellers who have stores tomorrow, the 25th, March 25th. Mm-hmm. So it's um, – if you haven't gotten that yet, if you haven't got a notice yet, that's why is because I don't think they're going to uh, actually send it out until tomorrow. And the other thing that eBay is doing is they are offering – 50,000 free listings through April 30th. To all of us who cannot get out and source right. anything. If you have 50,000 things in your death pile, PPP pile, your PP pile, um, then you're set. Yeah. But for the. I, mm. I'm, not, I'm not sure who this is supposed to benefit, really. Most people, I mean, 50,000 items uh, between now and April 30th is what you can list. That works out from today. Today is March 24th, as we're recording this. From today, that would be 1,282 listings a day. So maybe the only people who could do that would be... Like people who, I don't know, sell wholesale stuff, I guess, in large quantities. Or if you've got like a really, like a really, really big store and you've got a lot of stuff that's going to turn over, you know, like the 30 days is coming up, I guess it could help that way. I don't know. I think for the vast majority of resellers, it's just kind of a, an empty gesture, in my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm, it's cool they're doing it, and it will help us out some because we do have a lot of stuff that's going to turn over, mm-hmm. and um, so we won't have to pay relisting fees on that stuff. But we, we won't come anywhere close to using fifty thousand free listings. New, no. we'll be lucky to use what fifty, a hundred, maybe a couple, couple hundred tops in, in next, that in that span of time. Yeah. Um, but we'll take it. We don't tend, you know, like we said, we don't really tend to keep a death pile. We have our storage here is at a premium. We don't have a whole lot of storage space. So we tend to process stuff, you know, within about a week of it coming in. So our death pile is pretty small. We do have a, um, we do have what I, what I really refer to as a death pile is a tub of stuff that for whatever reason can't be sold right now. Yeah. So we've got some stuff that, you know, is maybe it's like needs a repair or it's missing a part or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's our death pile. Otherwise, what we have is, like I said, is a pre-processing pile. And that pile, I, we try to never let go more than a week or two. We did actually on Saturday. I mean, our kids really. Don't tell anybody because we really we got in trouble we for this. We got in trouble, but we did go to um, a flea market in the town next to ours. But we were really careful. We wore gloves and we disinfected and we wore masks. And there and were probably 10 people in the whole place. Yeah. You know, and we did the whole social distancing, but we picked up a few things. Maybe one really interesting thing that we'll talk about in a bit. So, yeah, I, I don't know how useful 50,000 listings is going to be. Um, I think if eBay really wanted to do something helpful, um, it would have been a lot better to 
give a big reduction on final value fees. Mm -hmm. I think that would have helped a lot more for most people. Yeah. Um, Because right now we've got like a big, a big uh, bill to pay about, I don't know, like three or four hundred dollars we owe right now in, Mm -hmm. in selling fees. So, so that would have been a lot, a lot more helpful. Typically we pay our eBay fees as we go. Yeah. Well, or like I try to do it on the 15th and then the 30th of the month and, some, you know. Sometimes even more often than that. We don't we don't like to let it get too high. No, but this month, of course, you know, as everybody knows, has been extremely weird. So yeah. I didn't get didn't happen on the fifteenth. So, and then the third thing that eBay is doing um, to help people out is they are suspending seller performance downgrades um, and from now until June twentieth, I believe, the June twentieth evaluation period. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, what that means is that if you have an issue, let's say your turnaround time for shipping is a day, and you are having issues getting to the post office because there's a stay-at-home order or something like that, and you need to have USPS come and do a pickup because you can't leave the house, um, that may take a lot more than you know one day to turn around. You may be looking at two or three or four days to get something out, mm-hmm. and normally eBay would penalize you for not making your turnaround time. So in this case, eBay is going to suspend that at least until June 20th. And also people who are, you know, physically ill right now who just can't. Yeah, who just can't get out to do it. So, I mean, I I can see where that is beneficial. And in the meantime, like even if they're not um, penalizing you or downgrading your performance standards, if your performance is improving, they are still doing upgrades during that period of time. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, PayPal, to my knowledge, is not doing anything, I don't think. Like if you have one of those um, PayPal uh, business capital loans that they do, mm-hmm. those short-term loans they do, um, I have not heard anything about PayPal like deferring payments on those. That maybe they are. I, I tried to look it up before the podcast. Couldn't find any info on that. So if somebody knows... Um, what PayPal is doing in that regard. If you want to email us and let us know, we can get that that word out. But as far as I know, PayPal is not doing anything yet. Um, so to be announced. Yeah, to be announced. Uh, something else that you should be aware of is that right now, eBay and I believe PayPal too, their customer service is kind of persona non grata. They're kind of not to be found. Yeah. I think that um, they are also all staying at home. As they should be. As they should be. So customer service right now for eBay is very limited. And I, if you try to call them, you're probably not going to get anybody. Yeah. I know. I was going to like, we keep having this glitch happen. I was like, oh, I'll just call them, you know, while we're on quarantine. And then. But no. But no. So. Um, and I've also kind of seen, I've seen a lot of reports and we've kind of noticed ourselves that there's some glitchiness happening with eBay mm-hmm. that I suspect might be related. I, I feel like eBay is kind of on autopilot right now. <laughs> like, like the, the computer is just taking over. And so weird things are kind of happening. Yeah. And unfortunately there's nobody to call to tell. So we're just stuck with it. Yeah. I saw somebody say that, um, it, it had made one of their auctions, Oh, I forget free shipping or yeah, I've seen that and a lot. And then the next day, he looked, and all of his auctions were free shipping, and he was like freaking out. So. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, where where um, all of a sudden, like uh, auctions had gotten flipped to free shipping when they were supposed to be calculated shipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that too. There's been several other other fairly widespread things like that. 
Um, some people have been saying that accounts have been like randomly suspended. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how true that is, but that, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay. So that is as much as we know about what's going on, at least with eBay, uh, during this current crisis. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go to some questions, some of which are related. The first question is, should I be sourcing right now or should I be saving my money? Mm, yeah. And that is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Like a week ago or two weeks ago, I would have said, you know, this is actually a pretty good time to source because maybe you can get some bargains. And we have gotten some yeah. bargains. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, if if there's a shelter-in-place order, I mean, first off, you really can't. And secondly- Everything's pro- closed. Everything's closed. There's probably nothing to go get. Right. So this is when having a death pile or a pre-processing pile is mm-hmm. a really good thing. Right. And fortunately, we do have a little bit of a backlog of mm-hmm. stuff, not a ton, but we do have a little bit. And mm-hmm. we're going to go, th- you know, we're actually photographing right now. As soon as we're done recording this podcast, we're going to photograph some more. Yeah. Like we said earlier, we hit up. Um, we've hit up a, a garage sale or two and an estate have. sale. And- so, um, yeah, but that that's about it for now. So I would say um, if you, you know, obviously if you have a, a death pile, if you've got a pile of stuff, this is a good time to list. Probably not a good time to source. Mm-mm. Even if you are able, it's probably not a good time to source. Um, you know, it's a, it is a good time to hunker down and stay away from people. So the only thing I have, I mean, I um, have been looking on Facebook Marketplace, and you know, our Facebook Marketplace isn't that great. I think we've mentioned yeah. that before that there's there's typically not a lot of stuff. But you know, I have um, gotten some deals as of late. We decided it might be a good time to. If, to finally buy a generator that could power the house. Mm-hmm. So I got a good deal on a generator this past week mm-hmm. through Facebook Marketplace. So that was good. But I'm always looking on there and, you know, you can always do a porch pickup and I'll leave right. the money under the gnome or whatever. The money under the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got our Girl Scout cookies last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yep. <laughs> Which are now gone, but, but we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, we made short work of those Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I think um, that's one of the... I, I really hope this thing doesn't last too awful long because, because we will weigh five, we will weigh five hundred pounds. pounds. <laughs> yeah. So today I made chocolate no bake cookies. Yesterday it was brownies. I, I, it, it's just it's out of control, people. It's out of control. So okay, okay. So yeah, I I don't know how to advise you on this. I mean, like like I said, I think right now. I think uh, I would just work on anything you currently have. Yep. And, you know, it's also a good time to go through closets and clean out your drunk drawer and, you know, see what... Did you, you... say drunk drawer? Junk drawer. Oh, junk drawer. Okay, but, yes. you know, it could be your drunk drawer, <laughs> too. Whatever. But, you know, see what you got around the house. You might have something, too, that you could, you know, post. and. But otherwise, I don't know, me. Save your money because we just don't know where this is taking us. Yeah. Okay, so next question is, what happens if eBay sales completely dry up? Ugh. Um, yeah, ugh, that is a... Uh, I know, I, and I just, my heart goes out to people who do this full time. Yeah. And that this is their livelihood because... Yeah, this I, is one of the reasons that we've been hesitant to actually make this a full time gig is because... This, like, this situation... This exact scenario, yeah. yeah it's, it, had, it has literally occurred to us before, this, this kind of scenario, and mm-hmm. it just... Um, was concerning, and that's why we've never done it. So what I would say is if if you can, I would try to adjust your offerings to match, you know, like current needs. Yeah. So what are some things that are hot right now? 
puzzles, games. Yeah, board games I've heard have been selling really well. Um, like craft kits. Um, just anything like that that a family could do together or... Yep, you know, some things things that kill time. Uh, video books. video games, video game consoles, yeah, books, movies. So, so that's what I would that's what I would start with. I would I would try to adjust your offerings to kind of match what people are looking for right now. So go through your death pile, see what see what you've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, you know, if if things really go south, um, then I would probably start looking locally. Maybe go to Facebook, set up a barter page. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen that happen, not not here, not as a result of what's going on right now, but um, several times in some local Facebook um, garage sale groups that I'm a part of, you know, somebody will throw up a barter page and say, list what you've got, list what you want, and let's, you know, do a trade. And, you know, if, if things get to the point where, like, literally nothing is selling on eBay because people are afraid to spend money, then that might be an option. And that's actually something that we do, you know, fairly often. People will... Uh, post something that they want to get rid of, and they'll say they're open to, open to trades or whatever. And we we actually just what did you just trade for? Um, well, I wanted that it was that large green roaring walking dinosaur. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we got that to put in our toy booth, and we traded a thing of ramen and a big bouncy ball. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good trade. So you know, it yeah, it worked. But and then, and then there like, was a, what else? A co- didn't, didn't you like trade a coffee maker for something? Somebody, it's Free Cycle, which is just a, a local. I know it's not local. I think it's nationwide, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just you put if you have something to offer or if you're searching for something. And somebody was looking for a coffee maker. And we don't really drink coffee. And for some reason, I had a four cup Cuisinart coffee maker. And they said they wanted it. I set it out on the porch. They came and picked it up. So I got it out of my cabinet, and he was really happy to have a coffee maker. So, Why are you having trouble saying coffee maker? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So if, you know, I guess if eBay, like, totally breaks down and it's not working, you know, maybe maybe that's an option. Maybe there are alternatives. I don't know. I mean, um, so far our sales have been – we're going to talk about our sales here in a little bit. But Mm -hmm. so far our sales have been decent, steady. We actually had a really good weekend. Yeah, we did. Um, it seems like we've been selling high ticket stuff, you know, um, which our, goes against what I think should be. Maybe but. not though. I f- I feel like people who who have money, you know, people who are well to do, probably aren't too afraid of spending it. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know because, that, like I said, that's that seems like we we've been selling, you know, our our more high end stuff and mm-hmm. less of the you know, bread and butter. Yeah, bread kinda. and butter, knickknacky kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, our next and last question this week is, I'm leery of buyers with little or no feedback. Should I block them? Mm. I don't know. Somebody, Everybody has to start somewhere. Gosh. Right. Um, I, I do. I get the, I understand the concern. Mm-hmm. A while back, I had a, a very expensive comic book for sale, and... A lot of the bitters on it. This this was a. Um, I, th- I think I mentioned this before in a previous podcast. This was a the the very first uh, appearance of of the Hulk. It was Incredible Hulk number one. I had it on eBay up for auction, mm-hmm. and a lot of the bidders were new bidders had zero feedback, mm-hmm. and this was an item that wasn't just worth hundreds of dollars; it was worth thousands of dollars. And so it makes you kind of nervous. Um, right. Here's what you have to realize, though, is 
in situations like that, people are likely finding your item through a Google search, mm-hmm. especially when it's a, a, a high-end collectible. Mm-hmm. And so that may be the first time they've used eBay. You know what I mean? Right. They, they've done a Google search and your item has popped up via Google, not via an eBay search. And so they've had to sign up for a new account in order to buy your item. And like I said, that that seems to be fairly common with, you know, collectibles or high-end things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason why that happens. And then, you know, like, like Libby said, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. So my advice on this would be I wouldn't, like, you know, block new people outright. I think I would handle that on a case-by-case basis. Right. And it definitely helps to, you know, if if you have a buy it now thing and it's expensive, you know, it's maybe like a hundred or two hundred dollar item or whatever, and you're concerned, you know, just reach out to the buyer. This is what you did. Uh, you had that radio that you were shipping to. Where did that go to? Brazil? Yeah. Uh, in that instance, yeah. So I had her, although he wasn't a new eBay. No, but there was a language barrier. There was a language there. barrier there. And this was a, so I sold a, a vintage radio that was tested as much as I could test it. It was like a shortwave radio. And I wanted to make sure that the seller or the buyer, I wanted to make sure that the buyer was aware that, you know, this thing was vintage, uh, no warranties implied or anything like that. It was st- sold strictly as is. And I wanted to make sure that he was aware of all that, that he was able to, you know, read the um, description, the description okay, and that if he had any questions, that I would try to help out. Mm-hmm. And I think being proactive like that in your communication can help a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. I think in in the case of you know like a new buyer, I would just say, hey, I see you're new to eBay. Um, you know, let me know if you have any questions about anything. And you know, if if you get a reply back and you get a weird vibe, you know, then maybe you need maybe you need to cancel. I don't know. Yeah, I think just especially, especially like especially like I said, if it's like a high ticket item, go with your gut. And if it feels if it feels weird, it probably is. So, yep. Okay. Okay. So next up, we're going to talk about what we bought recently, what we bought, and what we sold. So we're going to start with what we bought first. Mm-hmm. And we went to an estate sale uh, recently. It's been a couple, what, a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was before all this. Yeah, before all this, all the, the, all the stuff hit the fan here. Yeah. And this um, estate sale was all high end stuff. A lot of high end fashion. It was, uh, I think, an attorney. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of um, very expensive clothes mm-hmm. and jewelry and china and stuff like that. Home decor, Home furnishings. Decor, yeah. So um, we... We went on... Actually, the first day we went was on on the Saturday. Yeah, it was a, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday, Sunday sale. It was right? a, actually a Friday, Saturday, Sunday sale. And we actually went on a Saturday. Yeah. And so we picked up a lot of clothes, a lot of uh, like leather jackets and things like that. Um, some dresses. We noticed that there was a set of spode china mm-hmm. that was a pattern that was discontinued. It's been discontinued for a while. And it was actually priced pretty well, and no one was paying much attention to it, but it was you know, kind of more money than we wanted to um, you know, drop all at once. So I think on that first day... It was $125, and right. this, this was a set... I don't know, like, uh, let's see, four times five. It was like about a 30-piece set, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. 
So we decided, you know, typically on the last day of an estate sale, it's 50% off. Yeah. So we decided we were going to just wait and come back the next day and see if it was still there and get it, get it for less. Mm-hmm. And so... Should I should I tell them the the, the ticket story? <laughs> sure, that makes this okay. So, yeah. so you need to start when you got the first warning, though. So, well, not really. Okay, so here here's what happened. So we we decided to go back the second day, and we want to get there when they open. We wanted to get there when we open, and this was the weekend when the time change happened. The stupid <laughs> daylight savings time change, and we woke up late. Mm-hmm. And so I was in a hurry to get back to where this estate sale was. It was about, I don't know, what, 40 minutes away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about 40 minutes away from our house. So I was in a hurry, and I got pulled over. And the policeman came to the window, and I gave him my license, and Libby was looking through the glove box for the registration. And she handed me this piece of paper, which was the warning ticket that I got like four months ago for also um, going too fast. And she said, is this it? Is this it? And I said, no, put that away. That's not it. <laughs> and then she goes to the glove box and she pulls out the same piece of paper that says warning on the top and hands it to me and says, is this it? And I said, no, that's not it. And of course, the cop is watching this whole thing. And finally, he gets tired of our little um, escapade. and <laughs> Our little malfunction. Yeah, our little malfunction. Because you tried to hand this same thing to me three times. Well, I was... I was stressed and I couldn't find it. I couldn't remember what it looked like. And it kind of looked like a registration. Except that it said warning across the top. I didn't see that until you pointed it out afterwards. So guess what? He gave me a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) He was going to see that warning anyway when he went back and looked you up. Maybe. I don't know. But he definitely saw it when you were holding it up in front of his face and asking me if that was our registration and it was not. So this China is really going to have to pay off. It's really going to have to pay off now because (laughs) now there's a a ticket involved. But anyway, so we got there. We got to the estate sale and um, that China was still there and we bought it. 50% off. 50% off. So we got uh, what had been... You know, $125 we got for 60 mm-hmm. And the the going rate on eBay for this whole set is probably around, what do you think, like $1,000? Yeah. Yeah, about $1,000. Mm-hmm. So 60 bucks for, you know, $1,000 with a China is a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, what else? What other sourcing? Um, oh, we went to, where did we get that um, inkwell at? That was this past weekend at uh, the flea market. Yeah, so we found at a flea market, indoor flea market, we found um, a porcelain inkwell that um, looks like... This was crazy. We literally walked in the door. I pulled the cart out, wiped the cart down. Put our gloves on and And it was the first booth we went to. And we were like the only ones there. I think there was us and maybe one other couple in the whole store. And I was like, Dave, look at this. And I, I believe it's, is it uh, Delph? I don't know if it is or not. Kind of looks like it might be. Um, and it has two angels or whatever. Yeah, there's like two cherubs holding these inkwells. And um, my guess is that it's, you know, probably somewhere between two and 400 based on our, our comp searches. That We can't find one exactly like it, but we found some that are close. So mm-hmm. somewhere around, you know, two to $400. For a ten dollar thing, so that was a that was a pretty good find. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was literally we had walked in the door ten feet and picked. I was like, "Look at this!" So yeah, it was. We we actually bought more there this weekend than we ever have. Yeah, yeah. What else did we get there? Was there anything else really? I think I I I kind of can't remember anything else because that one really took you know took the spotlight. But I don't remember what else we got. Um. Yeah, I don't either. 
I think that was our big purchase there. Yeah. So some good stuff. Last two weeks, some good stuff. Um, however, no more sourcing for us for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. Nope. nope. Um, big sales the last couple of weeks. What have we sold? So there was, uh, as part of that, we already have sold a bunch of stuff from this estate sale hall. We sold a Brooks Brothers leather jacket. Mm-hmm. For $100. For $100. We paid $12 for. Yep. We've um, sold... Um, of the Spo China, we sold the vegetable bowl. And we sold um, some teacups. I think we've sold, what, about $200 worth of the Spo China? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think that pretty so much the paid... So ticket, the ticket's yeah. paid for. Yeah, so my ticket is paid for, at least. <laughs> so everything else is really gravy now. <laughs> right, everything else is gravy. <laughs> Yay. I don't know if... The, the coronavirus affected turnout for that. But, I mean, we walked out of there. We got this. Um, it is a, it's, the brand is Vince. And it is a, a uh, it has a coyote. Coyote uh, fur collar. Removable. And then the. And then it's 100% wool. Yeah. Like a sweater. And they, there was one just like it on eBay at the time for... $485? Right. And we got it for $12. We got it for $12. So, yeah. Uh, we we got a lot of stuff like that. It was, it was a really good haul. I learned some really high-end brands for sure. Yeah. High-end fashion is, um, has not really been our thing necessarily. I mean, we know, we know to look for the same things that you know, a lot of people yeah. know to look for, obviously. But... Um, there were a lot of brands that we weren't particularly familiar with, so we we had to spend a lot of time going through it. But mm-hmm. we, we came away with some good stuff. It was yeah. it was a good, and um, we've kind of done the estate sale thing casually in the past. But we kind of made our mind up that this season we were going to you know really mm-hmm. look more into estate sales. And I'm glad we did. I'm glad we took a chance yeah. on that one. Yeah, and uh, so they have um, online sales going right now. Yeah, that's that's been you know so it, this. This whole thing has affected all kinds of businesses, including, you know, right. like the estate sale sales, business. Yeah. And because, you know, no one's allowed to um, go anywhere, uh, they're doing a lot of these estate sales. They're converting to either online sales or they're doing this thing. I noticed this the, the company that did this estate sale we just went to, they're doing appointments. So right. you can set like a half hour appointment to come look at stuff mm-hmm. and um, – you just go in by yourself and look, and, and it's first come, first serve, and you mm-hmm. you buy whatever, and, and you go. and Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's how things are now. As everybody knows I love going to the bins, but it is way more fun to buy high-end stuff and make lots more money. <laughs> so um, we just really can't complain, and we're really, you know, ready for this to be done. As I'm and sure everybody is. I know, and, you know, we would. Just felt like we were really getting in our groove, and with this and our yeah, brick just, and mortar, it's it's so funny. Well, I mean, funny, not so much, haha, but tears, funny. <laughs> yeah, just ironic that um, we so we have a brick and mortar outlet for stuff at a local antique mall, and it had been doing really well. And you know, I said this this would be a good time for us to upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> so we. Went up to the like next biggest. Actually, I think we jumped like a couple booth sizes, mm-hmm. and we went to a, a much larger booth space. Mm-hmm. And I got all my stuff moved in and built shelving and got it all set up. It looks really cool. It's all like um, you know, there for vintage what? vintage toys and collectibles and stuff. I was open for a week, and boom, it's all shut down. All shut down. So yep. But, so you know, it, at least they're not charging us rent. 
Yeah. So I guess, you know, silver linings where you can find them. Yeah. So you also <laughs> sold your buffalo ball cap. Yeah. Okay. So get this. So we were at a Goodwill in Louisville. A kind of, it was the, the hoity-toity Goodwill. <laughs> the hoity-toity Goodwill. It was. <laughs> I've never been in a nicer Goodwill than that one. It, I think we maybe talked about it in one of our other episodes, but it was – like I think this place had a coffee bar, mm-hmm. and it looked like – you know some good there are some like Goodwill boutique shops. Mm-hmm. It looked like one of those, except it was a regular Goodwill, but I mean it was so nice, and all the stuff was really nice. Mm-hmm. They had a whole golf section. Right. I mean, that's, like, that's the kind of Goodwill this was. Mm-hmm. Not just like a few clubs, not like a few do- golf clubs like – molding on a shelf. We're talking an entire golf section with probably 400 golf clubs, 10 golf bags. Yeah. All was... all the accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. I've never seen a Goodwill store like that. So anyway, I found a ball cap. And what what makes this funny is that I've <laughs> I've I've tried to get in on that, you know, that whole hipster, you know, um trucker ball cap craze which apparently is long over and i didn't get the memo (laughs) (laughs) so i i've got like a bunch we don't have a ton but we've got like a bunch of these you know like trucker hats in our inventory that have not sold and Mm -hmm. so libby never misses an opportunity to remind me that they haven't sold Mm -hmm. of course so every time i go to buy another ball cap another hat (laughs) i get i get the eye roll Mm -hmm. right and so i bought this one i got the eye roll you're like, he was like, this is the last one. Last hat. Yeah. So what made this one special, though, was that the, the front part of it was made out of bison leather and the back part was made out of bison wool. Mm-hmm. So the back of the hat was made out of bison wool. And I've never seen one like that before. Um, no. It was. I think the inside said like American. American, American bison, bison. Gold or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I looked up the company and they didn't sell anything that, that went for less than about $125. They sold a lot of hats, gloves, and things like that, all all made from bison leather. And so we listed that and sold it almost right away for like $45. Mm-hmm. Paid $4 for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good sold one. Sold his buffalo. So ha ha, I sold a hat. And then you bought two more this past weekend. Yes. And then I bought two more vintage. <laughs> I know. I can't help with I don't know why. I don't know why I do it. <laughs> okay. Somebody help me. There needs I to know. be a, a, ball, a ball cap anonymous or Intervention. something. Intervention. Yeah, the ones you got this weekend were cool. They were cool. I found a, So this weekend I found a um, vintage 1980s NASA ball cap that has like the, what do they call it? Like the, the scrambled eggs, I think is what they call it. The gold, gold, you know, braiding. decoration. Yeah. The braiding on the, mm-hmm. on the bill. So I found one of those, and they don't go for a ton. They go for about twenty bucks, and I I got it for a dime, literally a, a dime. So can't you can't go wrong there. All right, I'll give you ten cents. Yeah, and then I bought another one that was from the Cincinnati Zoo. It looked like a zookeeper's hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that same sale. Uh, yeah, same sale. Also vintage nineteen eighty, circa nineteen eighties. That's where I got I got a bunch of Singer sewing machine parts, uh, such uh, buttonholer, zigzagger. Yeah. Um, a whole box for a dollar and solds were going for about 55 to 60 bucks. Yep. So. Yep. It was so. a good, good little sale. It was our last weekend and our kids flipped out. Yeah. When they heard that we went out, even though we were taking precautions and even though we were observing social distancing and staying away from everybody, our kids were not happy that we went out. They shamed me on <laughs> Facebook, people. <laughs> it yep. was horrible. Yep. So, 
Okay, so since we've got a little bit of time to fill our hour, I'm going to go ahead and talk about our original topic at hand, which was thrift store hacking, thrift store and consignment store hacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is these are um, tips that you're probably not going to be able to use anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're someplace where they're observing, you know, um, shelter at home, yeah, shelter, shelter at home. Mm-hmm. So make th- a note. <laughs> File it away. Yeah. Yep. So thrift store and consignment store hacking. I I work in, um, you know, like uh, the technical industry. I do web design for a large organization. And so that's kind of like, you know, hacking is kind of like my, I don't know, mindset or whatever. So here's what I mean by that is that um, when you go into, you know, like a thrift store or a consignment shop, especially now, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about how, uh, goodwill, you know, they've raised their prices and, you know, it's, it's hard to find bargains anymore for resellers and things like that. I feel like you almost always can if you know how to hack their system. So here's what I mean. Um, we recently went into a Savers. I think we talked about this in on Louis. a recent, yeah, in St. Louis. I was so excited to go into a <laughs> Savers and then I was so sad. <laughs> yeah. So Libby was looking for clothes. She was looking for clothes to resell, and she wasn't finding any bargains. None. I mean, crate like, like shirts, fifteen, sixteen dollars. Coats, fifty, sixty. I mean, there were no bargains. Except there weren't. Because yeah, I, I turn around and he comes trotting down the aisle toward me with his arms loaded up. Like what the heck? Because here's the deal. What what happens a lot of the time is that um, just like with resellers, there will be staff at you know um, at consignment shops or thrift shops who are very knowledgeable about clothes, and so they're going to know how to price things accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to know to look, th- look what to look up on eBay. They're going to know their brands and things mm-hmm. like that, and so you can kind of tell. You can kind of go into a thrift store. And look, start looking at the prices and you you can kind of see, hey, you know, whoever's doing the pricing here, they know what this stuff is worth. Mm-hmm. But they don't know everything. Rarely, right. does, rarely does someone know everything. So as soon as I saw the clothing situation, I'm like, I'm going to start probing for weaknesses because I'm sure they've got one. Mm-hmm. So I started looking around and I found some stuff in toys mm-hmm. and, you know, I found some shoes that had some possibilities, but really not much. And then I started looking at ties. They had a whole wall of ties. And again, this was kind of like an affluent area. So when I started looking for ties, I realized that they were all one price. Unlike the clothes, the ties were all, all the same price. So I started, um, you know, sorting through them one at a time and looking for ones that were 100% silk. Made that were in Italy. Made in Italy. All, all, all the telltale signs of, of stuff that, you know, could be valuable, right? Mm-hmm. And I came across a tie. Um, it was an Almond Brothers tie mm-hmm. that was part of a series. I can't remember what the name the of this. Fillmore. Yeah, the Fillmore series. And... I'd never seen one before. I did comps on it. This thing was going for 60, 70 bucks. So I grabbed it. I also found what was a Louis, was it Louis Vuitton? Mm, no, I think it was Polo. I think it was Polo. Found a, uh, a Polo silk tie vintage that had comps of about 50, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. I got both those ties, I think, for $3 each. Yeah. You know, so that was the weakness. Mm-hmm. I, I kept looking around until I found something that, you know, um, 
They didn't. They didn't have knowledge on, mm-hmm. and I got my deals. Yeah. And there's almost always something. This is where it really pays, you know, to have some broad knowledge. I mean, you can't right. be an expert in everything, right? Mm-mm. But it, it really does pay off, you know, to to do a lot of sourcing and really pay attention to what's out there, and you know, get an eye for. You know, the the hidden gems. We've talked about that before. The hidden gems, the strange and unusual, stuff like that. Now, with consignment shops, one of my strategies is that I – and um, consignment shops would also or, – or would include, like, indoor flea markets. A lot of what we get here, when, some, when somebody where we live, when they talk about a flea market, they usually mean a consignment shop. It's a place right. – it's a big indoor place with lots of booths and – Kind of like an antique mall, right? Where, you know, somebody has stuff in a booth and they're not there. They're not there Mm -hmm. to negotiate with or whatever. And something that I have noticed when I go to consignment shops is that if a booth has a lot of the same kind of thing, right? If that person sells... um, Vera Bradley bags. Vera Bradley bags. Okay? For instance, they know what all that stuff is worth. They do. They specialize, and they know what all that stuff is worth. Yep. No there are bargains. probably no bargains to be had. They're probably charging full retail, right? Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the full retail is on that, that's probably what you're going to have to pay. Right. Um, however, if you look around a booth and it's a kind of a, a mixed bag of stuff, mm-hmm. that is the kind of you know, especially if it's a mixed bag of you know, I don't know what antiques or collectibles or stuff like that. And it's kind of like all over the place. Those are the ones I really look closely at Mm -hmm. because chances are they're not going to be a specialist in everything, right? Right. Maybe they're a specialist in, you know, like, I don't know, cast iron. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, they like, and you can kind of tell. You go into their their booth and you look at the prices and you're like, yeah, they know about this, but do they know about this? Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe, maybe you'll find some glassware or some other kind of, some other hard goods that, you know, well, you can just, find a bargain on. Because again, nobody is a, nobody is an expert on everything. That's just like this past weekend when we found that inkwell. I'm sure they didn't know what they had. Yeah, I'm sure they had no idea. And their booth was like a little bit of everything. So that's, that's one of the ways, like when I go to a flea market or I go to a consignment shop, that's kind of one of the ways I know how much time to spend in a booth. If I walk by a booth and it's all the same kind of thing, it's all coins or it's all telescopes or it's all cast iron or whatever, I probably just walk on by. Mm-hmm. And and especially if I, you know, it's like a really big flea market and I'm trying to cover a lot of territory. That's how I, that's really how I base whether I go in and, and start, mm. you know, looking through stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, if I look at a booth and it's, it's all the same kind of stuff, you know, and I'm in a hurry, I'll avoid it. If it's a, a variety of stuff, I'll go and I'll start looking for for the deals, for the bargains. Right. For whatever they... Because I can almost always find something that is, mm-hmm. that's a deal, you know, that's oh, underpriced. Yeah. I found my fairy lamp this weekend. <laughs> I was so excited about that. Woo! Uh, her and her fairy... I've never heard of fairy lamps until, until now. Yeah. Yeah. They're wonderful. I don't know if anybody there. It's like a little base and it has a, like a little. It's what she collects now. And it has a little cover on it with a little hole and you put a candle in it. And I guess the their first ones, they were made um, on the bottom. The guy had stamped a little fairy. That's why they're called fairy lights. Um, but they're hard to find nowadays. I've, I found a, we got a Fenton one at 
an auction and then we turned around this weekend and there was one on a shelf and I was like, oh my God. So <laughs> two bucks. It was awesome. So that was my big find. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I digress. But yeah. That's my tips for this mm-hmm. week. So so to recap on that, um, every every thrift store has got a weakness somewhere. Yep. There, you know, the people who do the pricing are experts on everything usually. So if there is a category you specialize in and you don't find bargains there, go outside your comfort zone, think outside the box, look at other things, look for bargains elsewhere. It really helps to have a phone where you can, you know, do your comps on the fly, look up things on eBay on the fly. Also, too, they don't really I think I found you found with toys that they don't usually Yeah, toys is one category I've noticed in thrift stores where they don't t- there's pe- so much I'm sure they get so yeah, much Yeah, they get so much that people don't tend to look um, it up or look it up or anything when they price and so mm-hmm. that's I that's why I always plus toys are where my most of my expertise is in and mm-hmm. so that's you know when I go into a thrift store that's usually where I go first and if mm-hmm. I don't find anything there then I start working my way out and then again, um, you know, uh, consignment shops, flea markets, look for booths that don't specialize. You right. Know, They've got look, a lot. Look of... for look for the ones that have a wide variety of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've I've noticed that the fuller a booth is, like the more junk they have, the better it is to go through. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they even forget what they've got. Yeah. We saw this one thing this weekend and it didn't have a price. It just said free. I'm like, all right, I'll throw it in my. That was basket. a first. That was a first. Yeah, I know. it was. It was an old Avon piece. It was a. It was a soap dish shaped, shaped like a peanut. Like, and it, back in the day, it was Mr. Peanut, and it came with two two little peanut soaps. shaped soaps. Yeah, but yeah, we found that in the booth, and the and the price tag actually said free. That's never happened before. I know. I was like, okay, so that is all I have for this week. A little. It's a short episode this week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. Again. Stay safe. Yes. Please we, stay home. Practice social distancing. We've got to flatten the curve and get through this so we can all get out and see what everybody's cleaned out of their closets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I imagine that a lot of spring cleaning, since people are stuck at home, I imagine a lot of spring cleaning is happening right now. So who knows, you know, a, a month from now or whatever might be a, a great time to... Yeah. Get some stuff. I I hope it's only a month. Yeah. I really do. Me too. So stay safe and, uh, and we're, and, um, you know, we're so happy. We've, we've gotten so many more listeners since last time. It's crazy. I can't believe the people, you know, um, listen to us. I know. (laughs) It's kind of weird. Libby never listens to me. So I'm surprised that (laughs) anybody does, but you're the only person I, that's in this house that I have to listen to. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, treat each other nice yeah. and stay stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all we've got. So, again, um, you're listening to Jupiter Jane, and you can find our website at jupiterjane.com, and that is Jupiter, J-A-Y-N-E. So, mm-hmm. jupiterjane.com. Or if you have a question, you can email us. Yep, jupiterjane66 at gmail.com. Ask us anything. We'd love to hear from somebody out there. Uh, anybody out there? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> we're, we're so alone. If you have any questions, want any advice? Need a recipe for brownies? Um, you know, we have a really good no bake cookie recipe. Re- yeah, I'll hook you up. We'll I'll hook, hook you, you up. up. So, yeah. 
I guess this is it for now. All and right. we will be back in a week or so with a new episode. Um, since we have nothing else to do, we we may go. We've been doing bi-weekly, but maybe we'll ramp this up to weekly. weekly. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yep. So until next time, this is David. This is Libby. And this is Jupiter Jupiter Jane. Jane. Bye, guys.